The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. My phone's lost, Mum. Your bank account needs to be checked. Or let's meet for coffee. They all sound harmless, and uh, that is why these simple messages are drawing more and more of us into the web of the scammers. So whether it's a text, a phone call or an email, how can you protect yourself against scammers? Conor Pope is Consumer Affairs Correspondent with the Irish Times, and he joins us on the line now. Conor, good morning. Good morning to you, Pat. How are you? I'm very well. Now, you have um, some rules of behaviour that might protect you. Uh, Well, absolutely. And they're fairly basic rules, to be perfectly honest, Pat. But I mean, the first one, and it's pretty grim, is to be suspicious almost of almost everything. Because the reality is the scammers have become far more sophisticated. And you probably remember the days in the late 1990s and early part of this century when the only scams that we would have had to confront were these emails that came from sub-Saharan princesses with suitcases full of blood diamonds and they had somehow found us and they wanted to share their wealth with us. And these scams were like they were subliterate and they were just absolutely nonsensical. So people became very familiar with them. They were called 401 scams and they and, and we started to discount them. But as the internet evolved, as technology evolved, the scams have become far cleverer and they are much, uh, and they are targeting people constantly. I mean, you and all your listeners are probably being bombarded with text messages claiming to be from OnPost or DPD or claiming to be from Revenue or claiming to be from whoever it might be, asking for personal information, asking you to follow links. And then, of course, you allude to the whole mom and dad scam that has been doing the rounds for about eight or 10 months. And all of these things are pernicious, but the best way to stay safe is to be incredibly suspicious of any communication that seems in any way out of the ordinary or unusual. Now, any request for money or sharing your bank account details, um, that's the first thing I would look askance at. 100%. 100%. Now, if you t- if you talk to any legitimate organisation, be it a bank, be it a credit union, be it a delivery service, be it revenue, they will always say they will never, ever ask you for personal information via a text message or an email. They will never send you a link that's a- an unsolicited link asking you to follow it to put in any kind of personal information. So that's a complete no-no. And that is the first big red flag. If anybody anywhere is asking you for money or to provide uh, information or to follow a link, the answer is no. Now, that's all right and it's okay to say that, but sometimes people are caught on the hop or they're caught unawares or indeed they might be just particularly vulnerable. So, for instance, an example I would give is one of the readers of the Irish Times contacted me a while back and they'd been duped by by the eFlow scam. Now, a lot of your listeners will be familiar with the eFlow scam. You get a message from eFlow, or purportedly from eFlow, saying that you owe money on the tolls, you need to follow this link, and if you don't follow the link, you're going to be hit with a big fine. Now, it just so happened that this person had been using the motorway network in Ireland quite a lot Mm-hmm. over recent days. So he figured, oh my God, maybe my e-tag or my, my, my maybe I had I'd forgotten to pay one of the tolls. So he was particularly vulnerable. Another person who contacted me uh, a couple of months back had been, had just received an, a, a bill, an outstanding bill from Electric Ireland. And then she got a text message purported to be from Electric Ireland. So again, that person was particularly vulnerable. So it's well and good to say, oh, just always be on yeah. your guard. But there are some times when, when, when the scam artists get lucky. And they get lucky because what they do is they send out tens of thousands, 
if not hundreds of thousands of messages every single day. And they're bound to strike gold every now and then with somebody who is anticipating or expecting a message from that particular Mm. company. Now, uh, the e-flow business, because if you don't pay your toll, it does uh, ratchet up very quickly. Um, the, 100%. It's per DM. You know, you pay more and more the, the longer you leave it without paying uh, the, the uh, toll in the allotted period. But if you actually have uh, a tag and, it, you know, you think that maybe it hasn't bleeped when you've gone uh, through the toll, I think eFlow have a way of actually, they check the number of the reg number of the car and they say, oh, yeah, that guy has a tag. So the fact that it didn't bleep on this occasion is fine we'll just deduct it from their account. I think they yeah, do that. See, so They do that. And Paddy, Pat, what you're doing there is you're, you're approaching this from a logical perspective and you're apo- approaching it with calm and mature reflection. So you know what they do. So you can say, okay, well, I know what they do, so I know what they don't do. But there are so many people out there who mightn't be aware of the fact that the eFlow system has that uh, mechanism in place. And they will just see the message hitting them out of the blue and they think, oh my God, I was using the, the tolls. I do need to pay this. So it, 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 it's not maybe you or it's not maybe some of your listeners uh, who, who, who will be caught out, but it's other people. And I should really stress, by the way, that this is not just people who are naive because I say it's not you, but it could be you tomorrow because mm-hmm. I have spoken to many people who are really clued in, who are really savvy, who are absolutely tuned in to the world of scam artists who have themselves been caught out and duped. And it does happen. And in fact, like I mean, to be honest, I was nearly caught out a couple of years back and I've been writing about this for donkey's years, Pat. And I got a message from Netflix telling me that my subscription was about to be cut off because there was a problem with my payment. And of course, I have young kids in the house and I'm like, oh, no, I don't want my Netflix subscription to be cut off because I want where the kids are watching a program or whatever it might be. And I came within like I didn't. I, I I wasn't giving them my personal details or my financial financial data, but I was going. Oh God, I, that's probably me now. I must pay that. So it's easy for anybody to get caught out, even if you think that you're clued in. Now you mentioned that they troll. So in other words, they might put out this email to tens of thousands of uh, people. But where do they get the email addresses? Uh, that's well, they, the first they, question. And the same with the telephone numbers when they uh, send texts purporting to be somebody or other, where do they get these, uh, their, their source, in other words? Well, I suppose in, in times past, you used to require sophisticated technology to access banks of phone numbers. And, it, you know, and that's why there was this huge barrier to the scam artists getting involved in this kind of enterprise, because, you know, the technology was very sophisticated. But you can now download the technology to send to, to make robocalls or to send out multiple email uh, or multiple text messages from bogus numbers. You can download that software on the dark web for buttons. So that's the first thing. And what they do is they don't have your number. So let's say they say, okay, we're going to send out 100,000 text messages to numbers that start 0875. And they just bang. And they send out the thousands and thousands of messages in the space of 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it might be. Um, and that's before the telephone operators can, can, can twig that, this is, that, 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 mm. that this is happening. And as a result, they've reached all of these people. So I, I, would, I would caution people to, to, to be a little bit secure and that the criminals don't have your number. So they're not, often, generally speaking, they're not targeting you directly. Now, there are times 
when the criminals do target individuals. And I think that's when the scams become far more sinister. Yeah. And you, you tend to see that on social media, whereby where a, where a criminal will do a piece of research, they will study someone, they will work out who they are, and then they will target them with scams such as romance scams, which are particularly pernicious. Because not only do romance scams seek to defraud people, they also build people's hopes up and then they break their hearts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'd love to come to see you in Dublin or Cork or Sligo, whatever. Unfortunately, my che- paycheck hasn't come in because I'm a freelance and I've, I'm owed tons of money uh, by all my clients. But, you know, I give them three months credit and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I wonder, could you just send me 500 euro for the ticket and I'll repay you. I'll have I'll have the money by the time I arrive. Exactly, but it's not. It's not just that, Pat. I mean, the, the, I, I've spoken to to guards who work in this space, and I've so, I've spoken to cyber criminal cyber experts, and these criminals w- with those kinds of scams, the romance scams, they will troll the likes of RIP.ie to see who has passed away and to see what relatives they have. And then they will stalk, and I know this sounds sinister, they will stalk the widows or the widowers of these people, or they will look on uh, local newspapers and they will find out who people are. They will find them on Facebook. They will strike up a conversation via Facebook Messenger or whatever messaging system it might be. And they will spend months stringing people along before they then say, oh, listen, I've been working on the oil rigs or whatever it might be, so I'd love to come and see you. And then, you know, they say, oh, my, my child has just had an accident and I, I can't go to see you today, but I need, I need payment to cover the medical bills or whatever it might be. And because the person, because the victim is emotionally invested in the scam, in, in, in the scammer, they are 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 are, are falling for these things hook line and sinker. So I've spoken to I've I've spoken to bank officials who work in the vulnerable customer units, and they have had customers coming in saying, "I want to send money to Johnny who works in Dubai, or Johnny who's a soldier in Afghanistan, and I've met him online, and he's my new boyfriend, and he needs money." And the bank officials will be saying, "Please do not send this person the money. It's a scam," and the and the customers will go, "No, it's not." I want to send the money. And the bank officials are pleading with them, don't send the money. But ultimately, a bank official can't say, I'm refusing to send this money because I know it's a scam. So people can be, can be so sucked into this stuff that even when they're being told to their face, this is a scam, they don't believe it. Now, uh, people are, are wondering uh, about the timing of some of these messages. Is it simply coincidental? Um, I would be quite savvy when it comes to online scams as one, but I nearly got caught with the eFlow one. It, I happened to be in Dublin Airport Lounge at the uh, at the time, and a scam message came in just after I'd used the toll on the way to the airport. It nearly caught me out because I was distracted Luckily, I took a breath and I didn't click the link. Another one says, I've only ever gotten the eFlow scam messages after I had used the toll and paid it. That's from uh, Patrick. And another one, I know exactly what Connor is talking about. I ordered two items online last week. Both were delivered fine. But then I got a text from DHL telling me there's a problem with my delivery. For a split second, I thought, then hang on, I got both my items. So that's from Mary. So they're yeah. wondering about the coincidence of using a service and then getting a scam text immediately after they've used the service. You wonder, is there something leaky going on in the systems? I, you know, that's a, very, that's a very good question from your listeners. But I, what I would say to that is there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that the criminals have access to the systems that eFlow use or that the, uh, any of the delivery companies use. It is just 
blind bad luck and a coincidence. And you must remember that if you send out 500,000 text messages about about tolls, like the odds of somebody having just gone through a toll yeah. on the way to Dublin Airport are quite high. Or indeed, if you send out 50,000 messages or text messages about a delivery, the odds of somebody having just ordered something or just got a delivery is quite high. So the the individual for the individual they're thinking, oh my God, that's just such a weird coincidence. They must be watching me. But the reality is they're just part of a, a very, very complex web of deceit. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, the latest thing I've seen uh, are websites being replicated down to the last detail. A site that looks legitimate. For example, Nike-Ireland.com as opposed to the real site which is Nike.com forward slash Ireland. You fill your basket, enter your details. If you're not paying attention at the verification stage in your bank app, you might not notice that the account that is looking for verification is in fact a scammer. Well, that's, listen, I mean, that's the reality of this. I mean, the criminals know there's money in this. I mean, according to Comreg, around 115 million euro is lost each year as a result of scam text messages and another 187 million is lost as a result of scam calls. So you're looking at 300 million euro a year in Ireland. So the criminals know there's money in it. So they will put time and effort into replicating a particular website. Yeah. So it might be a bank website and you click on the link, but there's a couple of really simple things that people could do on this score. Now, they're not entirely foolproof, but they're a starting point. So if you go to the web address bar, the URL bar on any kind of uh, uh, browser, you'll see a padlock. Now, the padlock is a sign that there's a degree of security on that web page, right? So if you go to the irishtimes.com, there's a little padlock logo and then there's irishtimes.com. So that tells you to a degree, that it's the Irish Times website. Another thing for pe that people can look for out, out for is HTTPS. Now, HTTP is the hypertext transfer protocol. It's how all web pages are built. But the S stands for secure. So if a page has HTTPS, irishtimes.com, well, then you can say that's a, you know, with a degree of security, that's secure. Okay. But also, it's very important to just look at the URL and look at the address bar. And if there's anything that seems a little bit wrong, walk away. All right. And, and the final thing, I, I use PayPal sometimes to pay for things on the basis that they'll find out if it's a scammer and they won't pay the money. Well, yeah, well, yeah absolutely. And PayPal has built its business on offering secure transactions. Um, and, and that's why PayPal has grown into this multi-billion euro company, because that's, that's, that's how it, it was basically set up to allow secure transactions to take place on the internet, which at the time wasn't particularly secure. So there are ways that you can keep yourself safe. But the bottom line, Pat, the bottom line for all of your listeners is if you get any correspondence that seems in any way out of, uh, out of, out of the ordinary, or if anybody ever asks you for money via text message or an email, just say no. Connor Pope, Consumer Affairs Correspondent with the Irish Times. Thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.